What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Ken. You know it's yours truly. I just want to say I'm so sorry for being, like, inconsistent with my episodes posting. Um, Part of what I do on this show, like I said before, is that I'm an average Joe. Average guy, you know, average American. And being an average American means that I work, that I go to school. And I do have a life. Um, so it's very hard for me with all my life, with, with what's going on in my life right now to keep up with putting up episodes. But believe me, believe me when I say I will try, I will continue to try. And when I drop episodes, it's always in a grouping. So I have a couple episodes. I had dropped one. I just recorded one on July 9th. Uh, talking about assum- making assumptions. Look for that. That's coming out um, very soon. Probably today. I'll do some editing on that. Um, but I do have a lot going on in my life, folks. It's not because I'm, I, you know, I'm being inconsistent that I, uh, that I don't care. I mean, I, and I'm part of what I do is I absorb information. I do my research and then I essentially present that my opinion on this podcast. So for those who are just tuning in and listening, this is Real Talk with Ken. We talk politics, finance, economics, social justice, and overall societal issues. Um, I try to stay away from religion, even though I'm, I'm very, I have very strong views on that. I try to stay away from that um, on this podcast. This is not your grandfather's podcast. This is not a family-friendly podcast. If you have children listening, I would suggest you, you know, to turn me off and then listen to me another time. Um, I try to keep my podcast under 30 minutes, but this podcast today, especially on this good Saturday, um, is going to be a little bit lengthy because today we're talking about the Supreme Court. A lot has been going on with the Supreme Court, guys, and I've talked a lot about the president. I've talked a lot about the legislative branch, but we as a people, we need to understand all branches of government. We need to understand how all branches of government operate in this country and how the checks and balances system works. And I want to do this episode about the Supreme Court because a lot goes on in the Supreme Court and people, a lot of people don't know that much about the Supreme Court. They know they have an idea like that's a judicial branch. They know that's the judicial branch. They know that, you know, there's Supreme Court justices, but that's the extent. Like many people don't even know who the Supreme, the current Supreme Court justices are. A lot of people don't know what they like, how voting on how laws are basically checked and and how they are you know implemented and how important the supreme court is um and what and what the president's role in the supreme court is so before i get right into it i just want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening to this podcast who has made this podcast you know uh grow and shout out to anchor um, for giving me the opportunity and many as well as many other Americans the opportunity to create their own podcast and to spread their voice and their opinion. Real Americans, everyday Americans like you, me, you and me, who walk through this like the light, like like you know, walk through the streets of America and experience different things and communicate with people, and I could spread that opinion through my own podcast and my own voice. So thank you, Anchor. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Now I'm now broadcasting now on Spotify. I think I'm on all major platforms. And that's only solely due to you guys, the 20 or 30 or 40 or or 100 listeners that I have. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. 
Um, and just know if I ever blow up and if I ever get big, that I, the only the money that I will take, I will, will be donating to those charities, to charity and obviously putting more money into the production of this podcast. So by you listening, by you spreading my voice, you are only going to be helping other people. Guaranteed. Having said that, let's start. Let's stop with the, uh, the, the chatter and get right into it. Let's get right into this. So what is the Supreme Court? Okay, what is the Supreme Court? So the Supreme Court is the final judge in all cases involving the laws of Congress and is the highest law of all, the Constitution. The Supreme Court, however, is far from all power. I mean, yes, because they have checks and balances, right? Its power is limited by other two, uh, by the other two branches of government. The president uh, nominates the justices to court. So there is um, one chief justice, right? There is one chief justice, and there is also eight, um, eight Supreme Court uh, assistant ju- justices, right? And to making a total of nine justices, right? And what happens is so. Essentially, each branch is allowed to check other branches, right? So, and many times you hear you, you hear about the Supreme Court, you hear things like, "Oh, this person's uh, uh, the Supreme Court, like this this just this uh, Supreme Court justice is Republican, this Supreme Court justice is liberal or Democrat or Republican." And I'm gonna get to that in a second. But essentially, the Supreme Court, in its in its essence, is supposed to be nonpartisan. What does nonpartisan mean? Nonpartisan means that the only thing that they are to uphold is the Constitution. They are supposed to be like the checker. Essentially, a law comes out, they approve it, and they say that this law is constitutional. This law abides by the Constitution. It abides by the freedom. And the Constitution protects us, we the people. Okay, in, in the most simplest form, that's how I can put it. The, our, the Constitution is our power. The Constitution is our protection from a tyrannical government, from a, tyra- from a, a totalitarian ship, uh, a dictatorship. That is our protection. Our, the Constitution is for us. It outlines how the government treats us, how the government operates around the people. That is the beauty of this country. That's the beauty of being an American is the Constitution. And these people are appointed by people that are elected by us. So essentially, when the, the president, the president essentially appoints, the president essentially appoints the, uh, or nominates, sorry, nominates the Supreme Court justice, their picks. And uh, essentially, these people are lifers. They're lifers. They sit on the bench, the Supreme Court judge bench, until they die or until they retire. And I have my, you know, discrepancies with that. Many people believe that I believe in term limits. I believe that not just term limits for our legislative branch, but term limits for our judicial branch as well. I mean, we've enacted the, the term limits for the president's. For the president, the executive branch, because in that case, when people would, we would have, you know, essentially like uh, a dictatorship, because then it, it could, you would be able to rerun and rerun and rerun as many times as possible as a president. So I believe that we should enact, in my opinion, we should enact term limits 
or all branches of government. And I'll get to that reasoning why in a minute. Okay? So, because right now I'm doing the education part. So, you need to sit down and take notes, people. If you're taking notes, if you don't understand how this, how this works. So, essentially, it's supposed to be nonpartisan, right? These nine justices are supposed to be nonpartisan. They, they work for us. They work for the Constitution. That's the only thing that they uphold is the Constitution. However, this is not so. Why is this not so? Why is this... Like, because... Essentially, you have partisan politics and part and bias that that everybody these people are human just like everybody else. They have beliefs like everybody else, and just because you are Supreme Court justice justice, it doesn't mean that your beliefs automatically and the beliefs that you believe the things that you believe in automatically just disappear. And so, and so, with saying that, you now have a situation where. If I have a Republican president, right, in the case of Donald Trump, or let's say the case of Obama was a Democratic president, right, I am naturally, if I want laws passed, if I'm the president of the United States and I have, I'm a Republican candidate and I have, like, I have thoughts on abortion, I have thoughts on, you know, my beliefs, and I, and I have a following of people who elected me on these beliefs, naturally, if I want my laws to be passed... One, I have to have support of a, of a Republican House and Senate. And two, I have to have support from the Supreme Court justice, justices from the Supreme Court. So let's just take the case of Donald Trump because I don't like to talk about Obama. Obama is not the president anymore. And I hate that we have a society that loves to compare Pat presidents. No, like, let's focus on the task at hand who is in power right now. Okay? Donald Trump is the president. Okay? It is what it is. So Donald Trump and presidents of the past would love to elect uh, or nominate a Supreme Court justice that essentially aligns with their viewpoint, which therefore will allow that Supreme Court justice or allow the president or even the Republicans who want to pass laws from the legislative branch, uh, essentially a clear pathway to implement any laws that they want in this country. So now, how does it work? So first, if I'm the president, I get to nominate anybody I want to be a Supreme Court justice in the event that one of the Supreme Court justices are ready to retire or um, ready to step down um, and there's an open spot on the bench, then it is my obligation as a president to nominate uh, a candidate and then that candidate has to be approved by the Senate. So this happened twice so far with uh, with Donald Trump. It was initially it was Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch <laughs> um, was nominated to take, I think, Justice Scalia's um, spot as a assistant ju- assistant justice. And there was a lot of opposition from the left and Demo- left wing Democrats of his of of his uh nomination they tried to filibuster they tried to block his um his nomination ultimately because at that point in time there was not a partisan split in the senate republicans had power so after the 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 trials and the uh essentially the i would say the interview process by the senate 
um, it's found that he got pat. He was uh, essentially not like not nominated. He was essentially approved to sit on the uh, the bench of the Supreme Court. Neil Gorsuch, and essentially um, now we're where we have judge, not Chief Justice. We have I think what's this guy's name? Um, the, the most recent justice. He's retiring. I think Anthony Roberts. Let me look that up. Make sure I get the names right here. Um, he's retiring. And now there's a, a bench, op- a, a seat open, and uh, Donald Trump has already, he has already nominated, I think Brett Kavanaugh, to that to that position. And uh, let me see what's. Let me just type this in, guys. I'm as we speak, I'm googling things. Yep. And essentially, what's going on is that now Brett Kavanaugh is now going to go through the uh, the process of becoming a justice on the Supreme Court. And uh, he is also, like I said, how I, how I explain how presidents pick and their Supreme Court nominee, they're going to naturally pick someone that aligns with their viewpoint or, or aligns with their ideals or have the same ideals. So there, that is where the partisan politics get in, and partisan bias comes into, into an entity that's supposed to be nonpartisan. So and it makes perfect sense on a common sense level. Why would I pick a Supreme Court justice nominee, right? A Supreme Court justice nominee that is completely uh, completely opposes my viewpoints. If I'm pro, if I'm a president that wants to pass pro uh, uh, or anti-abortion legislature because I believe that I'm pro-life or I'm, or I am pro-life, why would I want to put, pick a Supreme Court justice that doesn't that completely opposes that? That's like shooting myself in the foot. So, essentially, right now we have. Uh, why is it right now we've had so many laws that have been just passed or just approved to be constitutional? The travel ban, um, the third version of it, not the initial version of it. The third version of it was just passed by a slim majority 5-4. Why do I say 5-4? 5-4 meaning that five out of the nine justices, five people voted that this that this third version and at least or at least parts of it was constitutional, that it did not involve um, restrictions on religion because we have a constitution that says freedom of religions and, and those subsets in that amendment protects people and have uh, and allows people to have freedom of choice and f- freedom of religion in our country and they just approved the third version of it and now that's just one thing that just happened another thing that happened was though that's going that's basically uh, threatening that's going to happen with, with this Supreme Court justice nominee if he gets through is that people are the people in the gay community are really worried and people that are who are pro-choice are really worried because when you have a basically a Republican White House, a Republican ruled legis- um, legislative branch, and now a, uh, a, a Republican, essentially a Republican, essentially a Republican uh, ruled judicial branch, now you're getting scary. Now things are starting to get scary because people who are progressive people who are not as conservative people who are very progressive who want to see things like free health care people like people like gay marriage people to live their lives all these laws that have been implemented in the past and is seen as 
constitutional are at stake. In fact, in 20, 22 states are on ed, ice right now on edge because 22 states are are that 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 have uh, essentially that have essentially pro-life legislature and uh, and pro-gay legislature implemented are all hanging in the balance. 22 states can possibly have these laws ev- like wiped away. Not to mention with all of these errat- irrational, irradical, I'm sorry, national, irrational, radical ideologies that Donald Trump has with like border walls and all this and travel bans are all in the balance because these are the people that are checking the Constitution. They are the constitutional checkers. They check a law to see if a law is essentially abides by the Constitution. And once they say it is, it is so, and it gets to be able to pass into it, it gets to be it's able to pass into law. And if they see that there's something wrong with it, a judge can block it. That's what happened with the first version of the travel ban. They the first tra- first version of the travel ban was seemed was deemed unconstitutional by a judge in Hawaii. They said no. He said no way. He said no way. This is wrong. And then that case was brought to the Supreme Court and tried. And many other Supreme Court. Um, Many other Supreme Court uh, decisions were made this like this year uh, was the, the was the I think the the case with the the uh, the gay couple and the, the the bakery essentially and they ruled in favor of the bakery and saying that they he had his religious views were in the right he doesn't have to bake a cake for gay people if he doesn't feel like gays or God made Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve essentially and they ruled in favor of the bakery and these are so these are the things and this is how the supreme court affects your life okay if we have essentially if we have essentially a supreme court that's that's completely partisan um, partisan then there is no chance for other voices to be heard there's no chance for people like who are the majority like who who don't really mind gay people being married and having kids who don't mind who don't want who wants the government hands off like women who wants the government hands off their body and uh, and people who just believe in freedom and people who believe in progression this is what is that's why it's so detrimental and it's why it's so important for us to understand that when we go to the voter box as a country and we vote for presidents and we vote for our legislative leaders that we understand that when we're voting that these are the powers these are the powers that they have because we can't vote for we don't have a say essentially in voting for our supreme court justices we don't but the vote that we implement that we do have a power over is is our politicians who uh, will approve the supreme court justices and our president who uh, uh, nominates them like without Oh, without Obama having the support of the Supreme Court justices that he that he appointed, we would have never had Obamacare. And as many as people, as many conservatives will tell you, oh, Obamacare is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. No, it's not, because it was approved by eight by the Supreme Court, which is their job is to make sure that everything is constitutional. You understand? It's sad that people don't understand this. And I hope that with my 
with my podcast that I brought you some education today. Um, I just want to take the time to to, to uh, and I just want to come a, take a little uh, a side note. Um, if you know anybody struggling with addiction, addiction in um in our country is um is is terrible. We are if you talk about the you know the uh, the uh, the opioid epidemic and just overall drug use. If you know anybody in the Champlain area, if you're in the Champlain, New England or New Jersey area, or any teenagers that you know that are um, using drugs or need help with addiction, go ahead and call one eight five five four zero four hope or or visit or visit tcnnewengland.org if you're in the Champlain Valley, New England area and you are struggling with addiction, please go ahead. It's called the Teens Challenge. I was outside of this these guys were outside of a Walmart and giving out cards and I stopped and I said I just spoke to them and I was like, "Hey, do you mind me promoting your, you know, your cause on on uh, on my podcast?" He's like, "No, I want everybody to know." He's like, "What kind of podcast do you have?" And I was like, "It's called Real Talk with Ken. You know, go ahead and listen." And I showed I showed him on my phone. He's like, "I'll give it a listen." And I told you, I'll give him I'll give him a shout out, and I, I told him I promote. So once again, if you're struggling with addiction, call one eight five five four four hope or visit tcnnewengland.org. If, and honestly, if you're really struggling, family out there, go ahead and seek help because you, you you know you addiction is terrible. It breaks up families. It destroys your life. And if in the worst thing, the first part of getting over the addiction is that realizing that you are an addict. All right, and we're all you know. I would definitely tell you, with people who have no, knowing people who have been um, addicts, getting help is the first step. And go out there and get that help that you need, family. Struggling with addiction? Call one eight five one eight five five four zero four hope or tcnnewengland.com. Oh, dot org. Sorry. All right. So going back to the Supreme Court. All right. Supreme Court. All right. It's the Supreme Court. So Brett Kavanaugh. Let's talk about Brett. Brett Michael Kavanaugh. I don't, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name right. Okay. He's a United States Circuit Judge of the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. He was previously a White House staff secretary and during the presidency of George W. Bush. So he's an older guy. And he, if you, I would tell you to Google him, but he's, he has very conservative views. He's very conservative. And even though he says that, uh, he says that, you know, I will always uphold the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. I just told you that these people are partisan. They are very partisan. And there is no place... For partisan politics in the Supreme Court, but it happens anyway, and it's going to take us as our pe- as a people to rise up and say that we don't want this anymore. Now, I want to go back to a comment that I made earlier. I said that I believe in term limits, and we should enact term limits for all parts of our government. Why is that? Because even though I'm not a liberal, even though I'm not a Democrat, I do believe in progression. You can No one can disagree with the fact that. We as a country, we as a society are evolving. We are progressing. We are not conserving anything. Our society is becoming more tolerant, almost a little bit too extreme, but we are progressing into a new age. Conservatism, in my opinion, is that the ideology is holding us back. This old way of like, let's leave, the, let the government stay out of our lives, let's not hold our government accountable. Let's not do any, we want nothing to do with government. In fact, is where I feel our government and the lobbyists that control our government wants you to think. 
They want you to leave our government alone. They want you to not worry about our government. They don't want the government worrying about you. So that when they're making laws and they're doing all these part, like like I said, the Supreme Court is extremely partisan, extremely partisan. It's not supposed to be that way. But when you are saying to yourself, "Oh, I want nothing to do with you guys. Stay out of my life, and I stay out of your business." Well, then they got then the powers that that be have you in exactly where where they want you, and they are, you are exactly what they want you to be a brick i believe i don't believe in big government i don't believe that a government we should should be all up in our shit don't get me wrong but i also don't believe that as americans we should just hang back and let the government do whatever they want and because we believe the government's corrupt the government is corrupt because we allow it we the people allow them to be corrupt we allow them to be co- continue to be corrupted by lobbyists because we don't stand up and say we will no longer be a brick we will no longer allow you to be to sit on the bench for a lifetime this is not a free-for-all and that's what i think term lim- like having no term limits does i mean like i feel like when we don't have term limits on on our politicians it, it's almost like we could we are letting them live then do whatever they essentially live and have a free-for-all because they know that every year if i am the recumbent and there's no one to challenge me if I'm running a polls that I every single year I could win my district. I could win my state. You know, I could continue to live, be and be in power and be corrupted by these these lobbyists. But if we enacted term limits and get fresh bodies in there every, every so, so often, what, what would that do for our, our society? Well, I just said that our society is always and I've always said this in my in my vlogs and on other episodes of this podcast society. Our, our, us as humans, we will always move forward and upward. So a lot of what's going on in our country right now, a lot of the problems when it comes to our laws in this country is that we don't have laws that keep up with the progressing society. I mean, we could make the case for marijuana, for example. Marijuana, even though countless, countless, countless studies have come out and said that the cure, that marijuana is not bad, that marijuana has curative properties, that marijuana within with used in moderation is fine that does not cause um death it does not cause overdose it is not a gateway drug we have we have laws that still label it as a schedule one drug why is that because one we have an attorney an attorney general that had the power to remove it but didn't do that we have um of course opposition from big pharma lobbyists and big pharma that of course until they figure out a way that they can make more profit from marijuana medical marijuana as opposed to the painkillers until they can figure that out figure that out we will they will continue to oppose and pay off our politicians and thirdly we we have old-minded politicians Essentially, old-minded politicians from the old world, especially conservative politicians, Bible Belt politicians, conservative, conservative Bible Belt politicians, who said that weed is the devil and all this other extra shit that they believe in, that are blocking the progression of this drug. Us having, um, first of all, sit on million, a trillion-dollar, billion-dollar industry in tax revenue, and the fact that we could get eliminate the black market at least for that one drug. You see where I'm coming from? Everybody wants marijuana. Other countries and, and, and other states have passed state state or local local and state laws legalizing recreational use. But yet, when it comes to nationally doing it, we are held these laws or these this progression is held in check by uh, these old world politicians. 
That's why we need term limits. And then what would term limits do? Term limits would also what term limits will also do is essentially help average day Americans or politicians. Uh, sorry, average Americans or people get more active. It would force people to become and force people to run against. There would be no it, there would be no incumbent winning every year because they're unopposed. It would force people because once we have people, once we have term limits and a seat is available, then and we have and we don't have X amount of uh, people running, it would force people to get more involved in their local and state community, local and state communities because if there's a seat. That that's there and somebody needs to run it, then we would have more. Cl- that would also lead us to more clean elections and more people would run. But because we have no term limits and people can sit on a bench or sit in a sit in a, in a seat of power for or until they die or, in, or whatever, people don't want to run. They'd be like, oh, I'm not gonna win because he's the incumbent. Oh, I'm not gonna win because this. I'm not gonna win. Why should I run? Why do I care? Essentially, term limits will get people more involved in government. And term limits will also give us a refreshing, fresh eyes, fresh bodies, fresh mindsets every oh so often that will push for legislative laws that will continue to progress as we progress as a society. We don't need judges who are 90 years old still blocking legislation or still who 90 years old who probably can't even who, who has to have double x freaking bifocals to see the damn con- read the damn laws and read the damn constitution and say what's what's constitutional what's not constitutional we need fresh young people and i think in the and i think with this movement that we're that with the, in the direction where our country is going i think we will we're close we're getting closer and closer to term limits and closer and closer to a revolution but to say that we don't need term limits, to say that we don't care, to say that we, to say that we don't, you know, to say I like, to me, family. Let me tell you, to me, wait. What I hate the most, what I hate the most, is when I hear a person say, "I don't care about politics. I don't care about any of this shit, Kenny. Why are you talking to me about this shit?" I look at you and I look at you in disgust, because I'm like. They got you right where they want you, you fucking brick. You fucking brick. They've got you right where they want you. They want you to not care. They want you to continue to be out of the loop. So that 10 to 20 years from now, when we're still bitching about the same shit where we want free health care, we want free education... We don't have it. Why? Because you never voted. Because you never, or you never, or you voted ignorantly, or you voted, uh, or you didn't vote at all. Or you didn't, or you voted ignorantly, or you didn't give a shit enough to to actually do the research and get active. You know, when it comes to voting, voting is your power, folks. And with great power comes great responsibility. So for you to vote without having done the research is acting irresponsibly. And we have to be become more responsible Americans because if we don't become more responsible Americans, when our country is 20, 30 years, you know, 20, 30 30 years from now, you know, a shit show, and we're not keeping up with other progressive nations, other our, our peer nations like France and those, those, those countries in the EU, and we're way behind, you turn around, you look around, you, you realize it was your own fault. That was your response. You're responsible for that because you didn't care because you voted ignorantly. 
your vote, your vote, your right to protest, your right to freedom of speech, that is your power. Don't let these politicians and these political talking characters on Fox News and MSNBC and CNN brainwash you into believing that that you shouldn't be doing these things. It is your power. Vote responsibly. That's all I have to, that's what I have to say. I gave you facts and now I'm giving you my opinion. I've told you what the Supreme Court justice does, what Supreme Court does. I told you how the, how the Supreme Court justices vote and how they're supposed to be nonpartisan, but they're not. Now the choice is yours. You can take what I've said in this podcast and say, ah, what the, f- ah, I don't give a shit. Or you could take what I've said in this podcast and say, wow, Kenny, wow, it's surprising that you're an average day American, just like me and you, and you're so enlightened. Thank you, brother. I'm going to share this podcast. So if you like this podcast, share this podcast, share it, subscribe, comment. And if you want to get in touch with me through email, real talk with Ken, the number one at gmail.com. That's real talk with Ken, like a hashtag, no caps, all one word. The number one at gmail.com. I welcome you to email me. If you want to debate, if you think that I missed something, please email me. Thank you for listening, family. And I really do appreciate you. And all I can tell you is to stay woke, stay educated, trust in your research, your research, and don't be a brick. Thank you.